Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello and welcome to the weekly podcast of Westminster Church of the Nazarene. We are glad that you have joined us today. If you would like more information on the church and where we gather to worship, head to our website at WestminsterNazarene.org. If you've been enjoying these weekly podcasts, please feel free to use our giving link on our website. If you ever have questions for Pastor Mika or Pastor Libby, you can reach them at westnazoffice at gmail.com. Let's listen in as Pastor Mika shares with us this week. What a wonderful day. Um, I say this as, as we look outside, it's a little bit cloudy. Um, <laughs> Today we'll be reading off Matthew chapter 18, verses 1 through 35. And I want us to think about uh, just the, the, the context of this passage as we read. And, and just to, to, to kind of paint a picture here. This passage is one of those well-known passages, as all Christians we know, about forgiveness. Now, forgiveness is a very uh, challenging topic um, because it, it's, it's far easier said that, than done. Um, I remember when I was, uh, I was young and, you know, my, my brother and my sister would do something and, and I, I would just get angry and my mom would, would come and she would say, you know, you have to forgive and you have to hug it out. And I'm like, oh, I, don't, I don't want to. <laughs> He did this to me. I, I don't, I, he, he doesn't deserve my forgiveness. Brotherly love, huh? But when we talk about forgiveness, you know, often as Christians we say, well, you ought to forgive. You ought to forgive once, twice, three times, up to the 19th time and, and a gazillion times. Forgiveness for everyone. I feel like Oprah, you get forgiveness, you get for forgiveness, forgiveness for you. Well, in the passage that we will be reading, Peter goes to Jesus and asks Jesus, well, how many times, how often are we supposed to forgive? And of course, we know this. We know what Jesus said to him, but, but just before we read the passage, I want us to think about the context about forgiveness, because it's not just about forgiving it's about living the kingdom of God. And just to give you a little bit of context, chapter 17 begins with a transfiguration of Christ, of Jesus, where he reveals his glory. And then as a few verses goes on, he, he prepares the way, he shows the right kind of kingdom living. In fact, in verse um, 24 through 26 of chapter 17, one of, the, um, one of the 
one of the Pharisees in the temple asks Peter, well, is Jesus going to pay the tax? And Peter said, of course, of course. And without even thinking, because this is not just a, a Roman tax, this is a temple tax. All Jew, Jews were, were uh, it was necessary for them to pay. It was, it was, they all were supposed to pay the temple tax at least once a year. So he goes to Jesus and he says, well, Jesus, you know, master, rabbi, um, are you going to pay the temple tax? And, and it's funny, Jesus says, well, whom does the king charge the tax to? The common folk or his children? And Peter said, well, the people. And Jesus said, well, the king's children are exempt from tax. Yeah, yeah, says Peter. Well, Jesus is the son of the most high, the king. So that there's, this, there's sort of this context, this picture that, that Jesus is trying to describe to his, to his disciples about the right kingdom living and Jesus being the son of the king. We begin chapter 18 with the disciples going to Jesus and telling him, well, who is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? And Jesus tells them sort of this, well, that's such an absurd question. To be considered worthy to enter the God's kingdom, to God's kingdom, you must be submissive, dependent, and innocent as a child. And all through the verses, and, and, and also in chapter 18, he sort, of picked, he sort of paints this picture of the right mode of kingdom living. And when we get to... 20, verse 21, Jesus lands upon the right mode of kingdom living through forgiveness. So let us read. Then Peter came to Jesus and asked, Lord, how many times shall I forgive my brother or sister who sins against me? Up to seven times? And Jesus answered, I tell you, not seven times, but seventy-seven times. Therefore, the kingdom of heaven, there we go, that, that, that key word again. The kingdom of heaven is like a king who wanted to settle accounts with his servants. As he began the settlement, a man who owed him ten thousand bags of gold was brought to him. Since he was not able to pay, the master ordered that he and his wife and his children and all that he had to be sold to repay the debt. At this, the servant fell on his knees before him. Be patient with me, he begged, and I will pay back everything. The servant's master took pity on him, canceled the debt, and let him go. But when that servant went out, he found one of his fellow servants who owed him a hundred silver coins. He grabbed him and began to choke him. Pay back what you owe to me, he demanded. His fellow servant fell to his knees and begged him, be patient with me and I will pay back almost the exact same words. 
that the servant told his Lord. But he refused. Instead, he went off and had the men thrown into prison until he could pay the debt. When the older servants saw what had happened, they were outraged and went, to, uh, went and told their master everything that had happened. Then the master called the servant in. You wicked servant, he said. I canceled all that debt of yours because you begged me to. Shouldn't you have had mercy on your fellow servant just as I had on you? In anger, his master handed him over to the jailers to be tortured until he could pay back all he owed. This is how my heavenly father will treat each of you unless you forgive your brother or sister from your heart. Wow. That is quite a lot to take in. I want us to think about the right mode of kingdom living here. We as Christians, we live a life both in anticipating the kingdom of God and at the same time living in the kingdom of God. But there's this sort of... um, There's a sort of dichotomy between both the kingdom and God and the opposing cultures and norms and principalities of this world. Don't we sometimes do this? Don't we we live by the inverted golden rule? Do unto others as they have done unto you. Yet Jesus gives a a great example here. But we have to think about what it actually meant to to get rid of that debt. Again, the servant goes to his king, to the Lord, and he owed, in one of the translations, says 10,000 talents. Now, the, the Greek definition for talents was about about 20 years of a day's labor. In other words, what, what, what the passage is trying to show us that the servant could never, ever repay back his debt. It didn't matter how he got to that point. It certainly didn't matter all the, the wrong decisions perhaps the servant did. The point was that sending before the king, in essence, he was guilty of the debt he owed. And I just love how the passage tells us how the king responded. There's this sort of push to it where, where the king is is all judgment sort of sort of speaking he, he, he is in a sense very tuned to judging what was wrong but at the same time he is great and bountiful in mercy 
how amazing it is to have a God that is all merciful. A God who is willing to forgive you for the things that you've done. Now, now we have to, again, we have to think about context here. Jesus is not talking about, well, you just forgive because, because it's nothing. Or, or you just forgive. Someone asks you to forgive. Yeah, you just you don't think about it. You just forgive. Quite the opposite. When we read the passage, there's, there's an emphasis on the debt owed to the king. 10,000 talents is an unimaginable debt. So when Jesus is telling Peter, Peter of all the disciples, well, you ought to forgive, he's saying, remember what that person did to you. Remember the debt and let go. Forgiveness has a price, well, not really a price, but comes at a cost. It, has, it carries a big cost. And it's amazing, it's, it's amazing when Peter goes to Jesus and again he asked him, how many times am I to forgive? The, the current knowledge of the time, at that time the Pharisees were debating, well, you know, how often should we forgive? And there's a, a difference between confession and forgiveness. And the Jewish leaders and scholars thought that, well, you know, if you're at the temple and, and your brother does something wrong, you forgive him once. If he goes back and does the same thing wrong, well, you forgive him a second time. By the third time, well, I'm not going to forgive you anymore. So when Peter asked Jesus, and then he sneaks in this sort of answer to the question, how many times am I to forgive? Seven times? Peter thinks he's being very gracious. Oh, the people, you know, even, even the, the high scholars think it's three times. But, you know, seven times. Seven, the, 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 the number seven is a holy number. And, you know, seven, seven times is a lot. Right, Jesus? And Jesus says, no, much more than that. I feel like <laughs> I feel like when, when Peter asked this to Jesus, how many times am I to forgive? Jesus' answer is basically yes. Just yes. But you must not just forgive, you must live a life of forgiveness. In prior verses, Jesus says that whenever there are two or three gathered, there is the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God calls for a new mode of living. It's actively participating in bringing about God's grace, God's love, and God's forgiveness. What a better way to show that you've been forgiven 
than to be free from the bondage of hate and anger? It's only when you've made peace with God and the world that you can finally let go. And, and another thing to note here is that Peter's question, although directed towards the church, those within the church who are who have been changed by the Spirit have this area of forgiveness about them that weighs in upon people's faith as well as the people outside the walls of the church. So how many times are you to forgive the person who slandered you, the person who made fun of you, the person who bullied you, uh, and I, I understand our emotions can get the best of us. In fact, when I was when I was around nine, I was bullied by my best friend, and I lived years later, years, many years later, with that anger in my heart. And then I came to a point that, that I realized, you know, he's probably changed. He's probably not the same man or the same child he was when he bullied me. He's about my same age. Then I realized that it wasn't, it wasn't him. He was not the problem. It was me. I wasn't willing to let go and forgive him because I wanted to hate him. I don't know what kind of hurt you went through. I certainly don't know all the details of your life and what things people did to you and the things that you feeling or felt but I just want to tell you that God is inviting you to let go and receive his grace and his mercy. This is a very important thing. Again, this is not, this is not, this is not worth a silver coin. This is worth 10,000 golden bags. You know, it, forgiveness is hard because it is a great debt done unto you. Forgiveness. The only thing that God does not take kindly is the notion of cheap grace. In fact, what we just read, the story ends with the servant going back to the king because of what he had done. What was 
ghastly, what was horrible, horrendous. It wasn't the debt that he owed to the king, it was that the servant himself couldn't forgive his neighbor. Uh, Libby said this once, Pastor Libby said this once, an unrepentant person is an unforgiven one. Just like loving God with all your heart, soul, and mind flows naturally to love your neighbor, to truly know the debt of God, the death of God's love and mercy, you must experience the cost of forgiving. This is kingdom living. The church is meant to be uniquely a forgiven people, a people of humility and repentance, who is mostly concerned, mostly concerned themselves with a speck in their own eyes rather than the planks in their neighbors. And I, I want to end today's sermon with a story and I have a quick video to show you as well. September 2018, an off-duty officer, her name is Amber Geiger, goes back to her apartment after a long, 13-hour long uh, work. And it's late at night. She goes up to her apartment, lives in the, in the third floor. And at the time, she's talking to, to someone on the phone. And, and as she's trying to get her keys, trying to get inside her door in her apartment, she notices that the door is slightly open. And she quickly hangs up goes inside and it's very dark and he sees a man going through her things. She had a gun. Of course, she's a police officer, off-duty cop, and she fires at him and kills him. She calls 911 and things happen and slowly things start unraveling she realizes that she is in the wrong apartment. She went to the second floor, not the third. And during the trial, she uh, she's convicted 10 years for murder. She murdered an African-American, a young African-American, an accountant, a really good citizen. His name was Bothan Jean. When the family hears that she was only convicted of 10 years, it was an, an outcry for the black community. But something happened during the trial. The youngest brother, Brandt Jean, goes up to testify. At the last hour, he 
He says something that I want you to listen to. Mind you, this is someone who murdered his brother. How far are you willing to go to forgive the person who hurt you the most? Who took away thing, a precious thing from you? I don't want to say twice or for the hundredth time what you've or how much you've taken from us. I think you know that. But I just, I hope you go to God with all what, all the guilt, all the things, the bad things you may have done in the past. Each and every one of us may have done something that we're not supposed to do. If you truly are sorry, I know I can speak for myself. I, I forgive you. And I know if you go to God and ask him, he will forgive you. And I don't think anyone could say it. Again, I'm speaking for myself, not even bad for my family. But I love you just like anyone else. And I'm not gonna say I hope you rot and die just like my brother did, but I see I I personally want the best for you. And I, I wasn't gonna ever say this in front of my family or anyone, but I don't even want you to go to jail. I want the best for you. Because I know that's what that's exactly what both of them would want you to do. And the best would be give your life to Christ. I'm not gonna say anything else. I think giving your life to Christ would be the best thing that both of them would want you to do. Again, I love you as a person. And I don't wish anything bad on you. I don't know if this is possible, but can, can I give her a hug, please? Please. Yes.
we often speak about love having no bounds. I want us to think about forgiveness in the same light. Think about that person in your life who who needs your forgiveness. Or perhaps someone that you something that you just need to let go of. God God is all righteous. We just read the passage in Exodus of his wrath, what he did to the Egyptians. But he's all merciful as well. He wants us to extend that same mercy. Go in the name of the Lord and know that he loves you and that he forgave you and that we are called to forgive others. Never dismiss. Thank you for joining us for another podcast of Westminster Nazarene. If you would like more information about our ministry, head to westminsternazarene.org. If you've enjoyed these podcasts and have shared them with friends and would like to contribute to our ministry, head to westminsternazarene.org and hit that giving link. If you have questions for the ministry staff, please send all inquiries to westnazoffice at gmail.com. Again, thanks for joining us and we hope you have a blessed week. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.